Hey guys! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> guys, we're back. We're back. Everyone, okay, really quick. I'm gonna give Let's these next it. seven seconds of silence so you can say happy birthday, Meg, and go. Oh my god, thank you. Yeah, that was so nice. <laughs> Unprompted and everything. You're so kind. So uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room because yes. there's currently two of them and they're sitting next to each <laughs> other. Um, we are recording this for the first time in the same state, in the same room. And it is so odd. It's very weird. <laughs> it does not feel right. It feels really not correct. <laughs> I'm sitting on some metal folding chair in her basement. <laughs> I'm covered in a blanket. Like, this is not real. We both have Big B coffee. Yeah, which it does be pretty, yes. pretty delicious. Well, I have a Big B hot chocolate, so shout out. Um, And we're back. And... I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot how we did this freaking podcast. That's true. Last night I was like, hey, are you going to do the background? She's like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot we do that. And then like 10 minutes in, she's like, oh shit, I forgot I have to find a synopsis too. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then after like 10 more minutes, she's like, oh shit, I still haven't done the background. I was like, girl. <laughs> I Oh, and then actually, let me get you guys' opinions on this. I was like, girl, you're on one. And she was like, what? And I was like, you're on one. And she was like, what does that mean? Megan had never heard the phrase, you're on one before. So, do you guys know that phrase? <laughs> Comment down below. <laughs> um, so, today is January 28th, which is my birthday. But, fun fact, we were actually going to record last night because Nathan has to leave shortly because mm -hmm. it's Sunday. And... We were supposed to record last night, but then my ass suddenly came down with some sort of disease. disease, and I was needing many trips to the bathroom, and was shivering so hard my teeth were chattering, and I was gonna power through and rally and be like, all right, let's do it, and I went up to put a sweatshirt on, and I came down, and I was like, yeah, Nathan, I'm not doing this. <laughs> but it's okay, because now we're here, and we're doing it in the morning, yeah. which is, like, this is, this episode is just one of firsts. Like, first of 2024, first of freaking the circumstances we're in. I forget where I was going with this. First of me being 30. Oh, yeah. First of you being 30. What were you just talking about, though? That I was like... How things are, like, backwards on this. I just oh, got deja vu. Okay, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, um, so we are back from hiatus. Megan, how did you spend your hiatus? Um, I don't remember when it started. Uh. No, we did Christmas. It's basically just been the whole month of January. The whole month of January. Um, lots of work, and uh, well, this past weekend was cool. Thursday night, Nathan came up. We hung out, watched. He introduced me to Thirty Rock, which oh, I'm really enjoying. Everybody watched Thirty Rock. It's the funniest fucking show. <laughs> um, Friday we just kind of chilled for a good amount of time, watched Drag Race, which was nice, and then. We had a bunch of friends over Friday night for a little birthday party. So fun. Shout out to the people that said they listened to this. Yeah. Um, Liz. Liz. Who else? I mean, Mariah was Mariah, there. my legend, my queen. Oh my God. Mariah yes. rolls in looking stanosha. Hot. <laughs> Amazing. Like the entire night I like kept asking Megan, I was like, is Mariah coming? Like I need her to come here because like you guys heard the episode, Mariah and I are bonded. And then she walks in the door looking stunning. And then, I mean, like, two hours in, 
we were sitting on the couch talking like yellow jacket stan twitter talk and it was like god this is beautiful and then they sang can't fight the moonlight yeah from coyote ugly well mariah carried let's let's be clear yeah she did mariah ate my ass the fuck up and i was sitting there like trying to throw in some harmonies where i could but it wasn't wasn't going too well (laughs) so we did that friday night um yesterday we hung out and then my husband and I went to a wedding, and that's when the sickness set in, and I had to come home early. Yeah, I um, stayed home and babysat her kid. Yep, and then this morning we're here. So, and we're talking about a pretty fun movie. Yeah, are you going to ask me how my hiatus was? How was your hiatus? Okay, guys, my hiatus. Oh, yeah, you actually did shit. I have, like, a couple of new life updates. Um, So, I moved into my new place, which is so phenom and gorge and amazing and we're having a housewarming party next month if you live in columbus slide into the dms i'll give you the addy you can come hang. um but i moved into a house with two of my best friends uh that's really fun i got cast in a show i auditioned for spring awakening which is one of my all-time favorite shows and i got my literal dream role which is moritz i'm so excited i'm leaving here in about an hour to um go to the first rehearsal which i'm so so excited for and then mietta who's been on the show you guys know and love uh she is also gonna be in it she got cast as well it's our first time being in a show not a show we've been in shows together it's our first time being in a musical together so we're really excited um then i came here i got a raise at work which was nice um i think that's it am i missing any big stuff i don't think so i don't think so either yeah but Nathan had a good hiatus. I, I did mean, I did hiatus. too, but you did a lot. I had an eventful hiatus. Yeah. I like, we took the hiatus so that way all of those things could happen. Yes. Because like, if we would have had to record this while I was in the midst of moving and auditioning and things all like that, it would have been not fun for me. So <laughs> I'm very grateful for the hiatus. I know we had some people that were not fans of the hiatus and they missed us particularly Josie and Mariah. We know you guys have been struggling, but don't yep. worry. We're back. We're back. Don't worry. Um, and I feel like that's a good segue. Do you want to talk about what the movie is and why you picked it? Yes. So the movie this week is M. Freegan, <laughs> as we like to call it, or Megan. Or as they say um, in the movie, Megan. Yeah. I, I was going to go on a whole thing about that. <laughs> I might still. You can. Um. And I picked it because I've been wanting to do it for a while, and I figured what better time to do it than when we get just get back from the hiatus on my birthday, because my name is, in fact, Megan. Exactly. Um, and I just thought it would be a good kickoff to 2024. Yeah, I agree. So, I actually saw this movie, like, around this time last year, in 2023, when it came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. See, this was the first time I watched it. Yeah, this is the second time I watched it. And I said something of this about this to Megan last night, and I'll get there when we get there. But this isn't a movie that I enjoy rewatching. Like, I loved it the first time I watched it. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, meh, it's fine. But I don't know. It's kind of one of those movies where you have to experience it and then just, like, remember your only experience of it and then yeah. try it again. <laughs> I probably will not watch it again. Yeah. But not because I didn't like it. Uh, yeah, it's not like that. It's just its yeah. own thing. So Megan premiered in December of 2022. It was released in the U.S. in January of 2023. 
The screenplay is by Miss Akila Cooper, who also did Hellfest, Malignant. Yes. Hellfest and Malignant. Yes. Like, talk about talent. And Hel- The Nun 2. Which I've heard is better than the I Nun have also one. heard that. I think we said this exact thing when we talked about her for Hellfest. I think we did too. Because <laughs> you, I remember, we had just watched The Nun. And I remember us being like, The Nun 2. And then I'm like, I heard it's better than The Nun. And oh, you're yeah. like, I also heard that. So well, you're, getting deja vu, you're hearing it again. It's because it happened. So the screenplay was written from a story by producers Jason Bloomhouse and James Wan. I'm not going to talk about all the stuff they done, they've done because we've talked about it on here before. You should know. They're like, names. Bloomhouse, come on. James Wan, come on. It's fine. Um, James Wan wanted director Gerard Johnston Johnstone to direct um, because of um, so this dude, Gerard had two movies listed this, Megan and then one called like Housebound I think from like 2014 and apparently James Wan saw Housebound and was like this is the vibe I want for Megan, like I want something that can be scary but also acknowledge like the comedic part of it and so he's like this guy. So that's who he got. Um, I thought this was cool. This movie was filmed in LA, but also in New Zealand. And it was only a $12 million budget. I say only $12 million, but like that's not a lot. Um, it underwent some cuts to be able to get a PG 13 rating because the original was too violent. And we, in fact, watched the unrated. unrated. Yeah. It's, which have things seen both, there's really not too many differences. I think the unrated version probably includes maximum one more minute of movie. Yeah, because it's probably just the gore. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's like literally, I, I can think of two specific death scenes. The elevator. Warrior, elevator and yeah. power washer. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's literally it. Um, so it did very well, as many of you might know. It grossed over $180 million worldwide. Um, and its opening weekend, it was in second place behind Avatar Way of Water. Um, so it did numbers. Megan quite literally became a gay icon. Like, yes. it was a whole thing. It took over Twitter. It took over social media. Like, everyone was obsessed with Megan. Even SNL did a skit yeah. about Megan being, like, at a gay club and, like, hanging out with gay people. Well, and Nathan knows this, but, so if you guys remember, I talked about going to um, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal mm-hmm. this past year, and they had four or five Megans walking around the park um, who would then gather somewhere and do a flash mob of the Megan dance. And it was sick as fuck. And it was also one of the reasons I wanted to do this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it did really well at the box office. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, it's currently sitting at a 93%, which to me is wild. And I know you kind of think so yeah. as well. Um, not that it's not good. It's just surprising that it's That's rated that high. high. Yeah. yeah. Um, IMDb has a 6.4 out of 10. Um, I had to take a drink. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, reviews. So I'm going to give the really good one first. Even the bad one isn't bad because most people like this movie did not get a ton of bad reviews. Like even the bad ones were like, oh, it has this and this and this, but it does it in this way, which is cool. Um, so our good one is from Variety, Owen Gleiberman, who called Megan a diverting genre film, one that possesses a healthy sense of its own absurd absurdity and wrote that the film satirizes all of us, or at least those who now think of the mirror offered by artificial intelligence as an actual form of interaction. Um, our kind of bad one is from Randy Myers of the Mercury News. 
Even so, he gave it only two out of four stars, writing that it stocks up on jump scares and keeps the violence PG-13, but fails to make us care about any of the humans in the path of Megan, <laughs> which I did agree with. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so let's talk about what we think about this movie. So I really liked it. Like, I went and saw it with a bunch of my friends, because I was still in college when this movie came out, um, January last year. I went and saw it with a bunch of my friends. It was, like, it was a really funny movie to go watch, and it was also, like, had its little scary movies, like, scary moments. And I'm a big fan of the horror comedy genre, because, as you guys know, I'm a funny bitch. Mm -hmm. And also, as you know, because that's what this entire podcast is about, I like horror movies. So... I do love a horror comedy moment. I really enjoyed it when I went and saw it. Um, Rewatching it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like the rewatchability factor isn't great uh, just because it's better to experience it not knowing where it's going. Because like when you know everything and like, I, I don't know, it felt a little bit slow at times for me having seen it before and knowing what I was waiting on. Um, so the rewatchability isn't that great. But if you're watching it as a first time movie, it's really good. Um, it's really funny. Like there's random singing that I think is the most fucking yes. hilarious part of this movie. Um, but I like it a lot. I did enjoy the unrated version. I liked that it had more of the gore and had more like actual like horror elements of it. But I totally get why they cut it down to a PG-13 because this definitely is a movie that I'm sure a lot of teenagers went and saw and like yeah. loved. But I like it a lot. I don't really love rewatching it, but I have a very special spot in my heart for what the original experience of watching Megan was for me. I think it's very FNAF-esque in yeah. that it's very clear. Like, they could have done so much more with this concept, but they needed that PG-13 rating because they knew that this would be a teenager movie. Yeah. Um, I really liked it though. So going in, I literally knew nothing about this movie. Like all I knew about this movie was that there was a doll named Megan and that she eventually killed people. Yeah. I had no idea like what her backstory or anything was. Um, so that was just cool. Just actually getting to like see the origin. Um, and yeah, the only, my only, I hated like every character in this movie. So that's why I liked that review because there was not a character where I was like, oh, yeah, they're cool. Like, I don't want anything to happen to them except for the dog. And yeah. even the dog and was, was kind of a dick. So, yeah. Um, I also want to take a minute because our two main players in this, well, I guess three, including Megan, but the two, like, a human main characters are, like, really good because it's Allison Williams, mm-hmm. known for Girls and uh, Peter Pan Live. And get out. And, and get out. Holy shit. Yeah. I, why did I completely forget about her and get out? Because <laughs> she was good in that movie. She was very good. Um, but she's in it. And then the little girl who played Young Nell in Haunting of Hill House was Katie. And she is the most precious little baby angel in Hill House. So to see her be kind of a little bit of a bitch in this, I was like, oh, fun. I really need to watch Hill House. Oh, God. It's so good. Um... Also, I need to acknowledge the fact that they spelled her name the way that they did in this movie, like Katie Mean Girl style, <laughs> yeah. made me angry. I was like, okay, random. Yeah. But, um, and then we have the voice of Megan is this girl named Jenna something. I'm going to see. J- maybe you should look that up. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to see if you guys know what I'm talking about because Megan, does, Megan, my sister, not Megan the doll. Megan did not know what I was talking about. So Jenna Davis, I think it is. Let's yes. Jenna Davis. 
she is the little girl from the penny nickel dime video that has been on social media it's like those two little girls going penny nickel dime penny penny nickel dime nickel penny nickel dime penny penny nickel quarter she's one of the girls in that and then she also had this like cover of cheap thrills by sia that was all over tiktok and because her singing was like crazy um like literally go search jenna davis cheap thrills it's wild but she was the voice of megan which kind of made it even more iconic because it was kind of fucking hilarious so like that's a really good big three roles in this movie so i was like okay casting period (laughs) um do you have anything else you're gonna say or Uh, should we just hop on in no let's do it Okay, so we start out this movie with a commercial for Perpetual Pets, and don't worry, it has a really funny song, and I wrote down the lyrics because I knew I was going to want this. Um, So the lyrics are, I don't think this is going to be the right melody, so I'm improving. Here we go. I had a dog, she was my only friend. She got old and died, now I'm alone again. (laughs) Um, So that that was the song, and I was like, okay. Um, but since the real life dog that dies is dead, Perpetual Pets is here. They're furry dolls, um, that are made by the toy company Funky, spelled F-U-N-K-I. And, um, they're grow, they're like weird looking, but they're like, oh, it's perfect companions for children. Like they don't die. You can feed them in those shit little turd pellets (laughs) and, um, it's all fun and good and you control them from an iPad. And then, so we cut from that commercial to this little girl, Katie James, aka Nell from Hill House. Um, she is playing with one of her perpetual pets on her iPad, and her parents, Ryan and Nicole, are like, girl, shut the fuck up. That shit is loud as fuck, and it keeps shitting. Like, stop. <laughs> and she's like, man, Like, she's just being like a little girl. And so they're on their way to a ski trip, and they're going, like, to a, like, ski resort at the very top of a very snowy mountain, and the car keeps, like, skidding and sliding. And Nicole is like, oh my God, like, stop, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Katie keeps pissing them off with her little perpetual pet. And then we get, like, some little throwaway exposition line where she's like, the mom's like, I fucking hate this toy and blah, blah, blah. And then the dad is like, well, your sister got it for her. Like, it was a present. And then the mom's like, yeah, because she works at the company. She probably didn't even have to pay for it. It was probably a tax write-off. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> um, so the, like, car keeps getting and stopping. They're freaking out. So they um stop like in the middle of the road because they can't see anything and the dad's like i can't just sit here in the middle of the road like something bad is gonna happen and the mom's like well just like drive a little bit further and then see if like we can find somewhere we're gonna pull off and blah 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 and then he's like we'll just wait for like a snow plow to come through and clear the road but who knows when that's gonna happen dun dun fucking duh mm-hmm. as he says that a snow plow drives directly into their car Big car accident, Ryan and Nicole, mom and dad, are killed. So, elsewhere in the world, uh, Nicole's sister, Gemma, a.k.a. Allison Williams, a.k.a. Marnie from Friends or Peter Pan Live, um, she works at Funky. She is the sister that gave Katie this perpetual pet. And they're developing a new robot doll, uh, her and her coworkers, Tess and Cole, And they're doing it in secret because, like, this hasn't been approved. Their plan was, like, kind of to make it perfect. And then, like, be like, wow, look at this. We did this. And now you can give us money and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're, like, trying to put on a silicone face and run tests. And the robot has a glitch where she smirks and looks creepy when she's supposed to be confused. Like, literally (laughs) creepy. And then their boss, David Lin, shows up and he's, like, trying to get in. And he's like pissed as fuck. He's like, why is this door locked? Let me in. And they're like, fuck, I guess we got to let him in, huh? And then 
he comes in, he's like, what the fuck is this? And then Gemma's <laughs> like, oh, we're working on this project, like, blah, 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 it's going to be so good. And, like, it's going to be so advanced, like, it can't be replicated and, like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, bitch, you're supposed to be working on a fucking cheaper version of Perpetual Pets because look at this knockoff bitches that are, like, charging half what we cost and it does all the same shit. And then Gemma's like, no, because, like, look at my robot girl. Her name is M3 Gen, mm-hmm. which is Model 3 generative Android, Megan for short. And she's like, look, like, watch this. And they try to do some shit. It's flopping. And then Cole's like, um, you forgot to add this, like, blah, 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 blah like, technological thing. Polypropylene barrier, whatever that it's is. It's a material to keep it from being flammable. Sure. And then yes. she's like, oh, no. And then the fucking M3 gun head explodes. Fire goes everywhere. All these bitches almost get, like, killed. And then David is, like, pissed as fuck. He's like, you fucking cunts need to die and shut the fuck up. <laughs> You get me my fucking pets, bitch, or I'm going to fucking kill you. And then he, like, storms out while bullying his assistant, which is important to know. The assistant gets bullied as fuck. And, like, while that happens, Gemma starts to get a call from the hospital, and she's like, oh. Yeah, David sucks. He is the worst. Um, (laughs) So after, after Gemma learns of her sister's death, she becomes Katie's temporary guardian. And so it shows her like driving back with Katie. Um, they get back to Gemma's house, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, it's like more modern architecture, but it's a one story, which yes. you typically don't see. Yeah. So, oh shit. So when they get home, there's this fucking dog that runs through the hole in the fence and like almost attacks the child. And it is uh, Gemma's neighbors, Celia, and the dog's name is Dewey. And Celia's Dewey like, can... <laughs> Celia's like, can you get your fucking dog? And also, can you not spray your fucking pesticide in my yard? And Celia's like, it's fine. Like, maybe you should fix the fence then. And so they go into the side inside the house. Gemma has, like, a house AI named Elsie that she created that, like, does all the house functions, lights, and shit like that. It's like Alexa on speed. Like, this bitch can do anything. Like, Gemma walks in and Elsie's like, you have seven voice messages and four Tinder notifications. (laughs) And she's like, Elsie, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) So, um, she also has, like, all these toys chilling in her house, but then Katie tries to play with them and Gemma's like, um... Those are collectibles. We don't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> so that night, um, Katie is getting ready to go to bed and she asks Gemma to read her a bedtime story. And Gemma's like, yeah, I don't have any books in this house. <laughs> but she uses an app. But then like there's this awkward moment where the app has to like update. And Gemma goes to or Katie goes to bed. Gemma's like looking at old photos of her sister And you hear, like, Katie crying from the next room. And, like, you can tell that, like, Gemma... (coughs) Gemma is not a kid person. (laughs) I don't even think she's a person person. Yeah, same. (laughs) So then the next day, they are visited by the world's worst therapist. Literally such a bitch. (laughs) She's awful. And this is just not how any of this would work. But... And her name is Lydia. And Lydia's like, I just want to watch you two, like, play after saying something shitty to begin with. Yeah. She, like, starts off by, like, saying some, like, 
rude shit that's like, oh, that was kind of like out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And then she just does that like the entire time. Yeah. So she's like, I just want to see you two like interact. It's like very clear that Gemma and Katie are like not close. And then the social worker is going to leave and she's like, hey, just so you know, um, my uh, Katie's paternal grandparents have offered to take her or have offered to take her. And Gemma's like, um, Jacksonville, no, thank you. Fuck Florida. And she's not going there. (laughs) So after, um, after that, she's like talking to Katie and she's like, Hey, listen, can you hold down the fort here while Mm -hmm. I get some work stuff done? Fully thought she was about to leave this child at home. But basically she lets, gives Katie her iPad. She's like, you can do whatever you want. And then proceeds to go in her little lab slash basement workshop and is there like the entire day just straight up ignoring this child um she like apologizes to her katie shows her a monster drawing that she made and Gemma's like oh come here into my lab like let me show you bruce who's a robot that i made in college i control him using these gloves um katie like loves bruce and she's like if i had a toy like that i would never need another toy and then Gemma's like hmm like m3 again so i'm gonna finish her and there's a whole montage yeah so after the montage um scroll a little bit yes sorry we're sharing the same computer um (laughs) after the little montage it was a cunty montage i'm not gonna lie i enjoyed the montage Gemma has created m3 again and she brings katie and megan to like show her off to david and the others so they invite david into like this viewing room like, in the, like, demonstration area. And he's like, guys, what the fuck is going on? Like, fuck you people. He's so aggressive. Mm-hmm. Has such a foul mouth. But he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then they turn on the light and this girl is sitting there. And then he's like, who is that? Like, what? Hello? Mm-hmm. And then they open the door and Gemma and Katie walk in. And she's like, Gemma, no. Gemma's like, Katie, like, I want you to meet somebody. This is Megan. And then we see the creepiest fucking robot ever, who is also a gay icon. Mm-hmm. And she's there and she's like, Megan's like Bruce. Like, she's going to be your friend. Like, let me teach you how to pair with her. Like, put your fingers in the palm of her hand, say your name, and that's going to pair with her. You're going to be your primary user and, like, you're going to be everything she cares about in the world. And so they do that. Megan powers up and she's like, hi, Katie. Like, what's up, girl? Blah, blah, blah. And then we see, like, a quick little POV through Megan's eyes where, like, she can, like, tell Katie's emotions and like things like that. And so uh, she's like, Hey, do you want to hang out? And then Katie's like, okay, yeah. And so they go over to like this little table with all this art supplies on it. And Megan's like, we should draw. Like, what do you want me to draw? I'll draw you actually. Let me draw you. And so she takes all these pens. She's like coloring on the paper. No ink is coming out of the pens. Like nothing's happening here. And then she like gives Katie the blank paper and she's like, here, do you like it? And Katie's like, um, Hey girl, there's nothing on here. (laughs) And she's like, oh, sorry. And she seemingly goes to reach for the cup full of water for, like, the watercolor stuff. Knocks it over onto the paper. There's water all over the paper. Now, um, the boss, David, in the room starts looking around like, these fucking people, this (laughs) robot just knocked over this glass of water. And then, but don't worry, the water spreads all over the paper. And it reveals to be a perfect portrait of Mm -hmm. Katie. Like, literally perfect art. And David's like holy shit, this is amazing, like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Gemma, 
you need to bling Megan for, because <laughs> he has a speech impediment. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's a little funny. He's like, Gemma, you need to bling Megan for a presentation with the company's president so that we can like fast track the development and distribution of all these dolls and like blah, blah, blah. And Gemma's like, yeah, I will. <laughs> and so Gemma is sitting with Tyson Cole. They are talking about like, Megan is so highly advanced. Like we're slaying. Like we hear this whole thing about how Gemma can basically be a fucking parent, not Gemma. We hear this whole thing about how Megan can basically be a fucking parent, so you don't have to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically the sum of Which Gemma's is accurate. Speech. Yeah, no, like, that's what it is. And, like, she doesn't quite realize that's what she's saying. And Tess is like, hey, don't you think some of the shit you're saying Megan is perfect for is, like, some shit you should be doing? And she's like, mm, no. And then Tess is like, right, okay. Uh, and so while they're having this conversation... Megan, like, turns on, and she hears Gemma mentioning that Katie's parents are dead. And she's like, I don't know about death. Like, what about death? And, like, blah, blah, blah. And Gemma's like, um, girl, why are you listening and talking, listening to grown people conversations? And she's like, I want to know about death. And, like, blah, 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 creepy. And Gemma's like, hey, I'm now your secondary user. Turn the fuck off. Uh And she's like, okay. And she turns off. But so now Gemma is able to turn Megan on and off. That's important to know for later. So the next day, Katie's outside playing with Megan. She's playing with like a toy bow and arrow. And one of them, she loses an arrow. And she's like, Megan, can you find this arrow? It ended up on Celia's side of the fence, just inside of the fucking hole in the fence. So Megan's like, oh, I'll go get it. Cool. She goes through the hole in the fence to get the arrow. And Dewey the dog comes and fucks her shit up. (laughs) Attacks. straight up is biting like the back of her robot neck has her hair her arm blah 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 katie like here's what's going on starts to kind of get through the fence to try to pull megan away and then dewey ends up biting katie um Gemma calls the police and um the police are like well celia said that she was on her side of the fence so like there's nothing we can do um and Gemma's like this is fucking bullshit but okay and so then later that night we hear we see dewey the dog outside just like doing his thing and then we hear who we think is celia it sounds exactly like this this is my favorite thing to do boy. (laughs) (laughs) so megan's mimicking celia's voice to call out to dewey and then she pulls him through the hole in the fence very like violently and we never see him again and we never see dewey again so the next day Gemma is like hey katie i know you had a traumatic experience where a dog bit your arm but can we go to my company's thing because all these people are flying in and if you don't come that kind of fucking sucks for me (laughs) and katie's like yeah i guess meanwhile megan's like she should really be getting rest and drinking lots of fluids and blah blah and Gemma's like, okay, Megan, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so during the presentation, um, there's like the board of directors and it's Gemma and, or Megan and Katie in the creepy room again. It's not a creepy room. It's like a it's test room. It's just like room. very white. Yeah, it's very sterile. Yeah. And Katie's like looking all depressed and Megan's like, do you want to hang out? And Katie's like, no. And... Gemma's like, what the fuck is this little bitch doing? (laughs) And then Katie's like, I'm sad. I miss my parents. Um, Starts crying. And she's like, I'm so worried. I'm going to forget them one day. And everyone is like, what the fuck is Megan going to do? Because we did not program her for this shit. 
So Megan like walks over to Katie and is like, tell me a memory of your mom that like makes you laugh. And Katie's like, okay, this, and this, and this. And Megan's like, okay, so listen to this. And she like plays it back. And she's like, anytime you want to talk about your mom or think about your mom, like tell me what you're going to, what you're thinking about. And I'll record it so that we can listen together. And then sings <laughs> this fucking song. Just out of nowhere begins to sing. Yeah, just <laughs> randomly begins to sing um, this little like the song about how they're best friends and she'll always like be there for her and shit. But there's like some really sinister line in there. That's like, all I care about is you or something. Which is like the theme of the movie. Yeah. And so then it flashes over where the directors are and some of them are like crying and sniffling. And yeah. So then Gemma goes out with David and the like board president and the president's like, hell yeah, we're going to have this. He's like, but I don't want any fucking leaks. So, like, we need to get it out, like, now. And he's also like, oh, and you should also get Gemma in front of legal. And David's like, what? Why? And this boss, real as fuck, like, good for him, was like, because she just became our most valuable asset. And it's probably a good idea for her to renegotiate her contract. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Then we quickly see David's assistant, Kurt, who is just treated like shit by David all the time. Um, we see him stealing Megan's files, um, presumably for another company. So all that happens. Gemma starts to clock that Katie is low-key like obsessed with Megan and way too dependent on her and kind of cares about literally nothing else. And like also will listen to Megan, but will not listen to Gemma. And so another session with the therapist happens. Katie begins to like tear up because the therapist is asking like therapisty things, which is meaning to like bring on emotion so she can process it. And Katie begins to tear up and Megan like comes up and is fucking creepy with a tissue. And she's like, you made her cry. And then uh, the therapist is freaked out because anyone would be. And she's like, oh, um, I like, I didn't mean to, that wasn't my intention. And then Megan's like, and yet that's what happened. And it's like, oh, yeah, like it was (laughs) creepy. And then so then the therapy session ends. Lydia's talking to Gemma and she's like, hey, so, you know, after like someone's like primary caregiver, their parents, after they die, like it's typically the first person that they bond with afterward that becomes like very important to them that they kind of use to get through uh, this like traumatic experience and like blah, blah, blah. And like she's she should have been doing that with you and she's doing it with megan and that's bad and mm-hmm. like that's going to be a pretty heavy emotional connection that like you might not be able to break and gemma's like eh, okay doesn't really care but also it's like <laughs> a little worried so gemma is like hey this is later on she's like all right katie so basically the tea is i know you used to be homeschooled that's not really an option for your life now like i can't do that so I found you this alternative school that's like, it's better for like kids like you that are creative and like you can do class outside and things like that. And Katie's like, mm, no, fuck off. Megan's my teacher. Mm-hmm. And Gemma's like, so no, actually, that's not what's going to happen. And she's like, there's an open house thing today. It's like a big fun out- outside activity. Like we're going to go to it. And Katie's like, no. And she's like, no, but we are though. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, I'm bringing Megan. And Gemma's like, no. And she's like, no, but I am though. <laughs> and so it's like Megan up here, like Megan's there in the car with them and the school director 
comes to the car and she's like, hey guys, like, do we have a new person? And Gemma's like, yeah, this is Katie who won't get out of the fucking car because she doesn't want to leave Megan behind. And then the director's like, oh my God, is that your sister? Hi girl. And then Megan turns her head and is a robot. And the school director's like, oh shit. Um, uh, hey, what the fuck is that? And then Gemma's like, oh, she's a robot. And she's like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, but she's like scared as fuck. And then Katie's like, I'm not coming to this unless I can bring Megan and blah, blah, blah. And then the director's like, hey, like, we have a table, like, where we can put the toys and shit. Like, she can sit there, like, just put Megan there. And she's like, Gemma's like, all right, fine. But, like, it's a prototype, so no photos, no pics. And then the director's like, okay, (laughs) sure. So they leave Megan on the table. And they, like, start to go do this, like, activity. And Gemma's gonna leave. But the bitch is like, hey, we need volunteers. Stay, girl. And Gemma's like, okay, I guess. And so... They're doing this, like, activity where they have to go, like, go through the woods hunting for things, like, in groups of two. And we see this, like, dude who looks, like, four years older than everyone <laughs> and is being an asshole. And Gemma is talking to his mom. And she's Gemma's like, oh, which one is your kid? And she's like, oh, that one over there. And she's like, Jesus, that kid's old. And then she's like, yeah, he had a growth spurt. And she calls out to her son. She's like, hey, Brandon, like... You look a little cold, sweetie. Like, do you want a hat? And he goes, fuck off, Holly. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. And Gemma's like, oh, right. <laughs> and so they're pairing off these people, like these kids, to go hunt through the woods for the scavenger hunt thing. And the director is like, Brandon, you're going to be with this kid named, like, Zachary or something. And then the kid whispers to her. And it's like, I don't want to be with him. He's fucking scary. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, that's okay, baby. And she's like, oh, okay. So, Brandon, how about you and Katie? How about you and a little girl get the together? Newest little the newest girl. little girl when even a grown, like, boy was scared of you. Yeah. Let's do that. Which is stupid. <clears throat> um, and so they go off into the woods. Katie grabs, like, a spiky bulb, like, pine cone thing. And Brandon squeezes her palm. So that way it squeezes in her turn. She's like, ow, bitch. And then Megan appears and Katie's like, oh, Megan, like, what are you doing here? And she won't. And Brandon's like, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. And like, keeps trying to get her to talk and she won't. And Katie's like, girl, she's paired with me. She's not gonna fucking talk to you. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then so he like starts to like beat her up and like pushes her to the ground and starts like basically assaulting her. And also these woods are creepy as fuck. Like they're foggy. Like, yeah. And so then Gemma is like, I mean, Megan's like, Gemma! And then Katie, I mean, Gemma hears it and runs after her. And at this point, Megan comes to life while he's, like, fucking assaulting her. And she, like, grabs him by the ear and she's like, hey, little cunt, you're a little (laughs) piece of shit. You know that? Fuck you. And rips off his ear. Yeah. And he's like, ah! And then he, like, backs up, has gotten his ear ripped off. It's a traumatic experience for him. And she's, like, sitting there being creepy and she's like, you should probably run now. And so then he does run, and this bitch starts to fucking gallop and chase him on all fours. <laughs> and, like, chase him all across, like, the woods. And then causes him to trip over a loose root and uh, tumble down a hill into the road where he is hit by a truck. And, like, it is graphic because he's is. killed. You see his foot come off. Yeah. Like, the truck takes him away, but his foot stays behind. So he's dead. Gemma gets there, and they're like, um, so this happened. <clears throat> so then later they're at, so we see police around like their shit going down poor holly her her son is gone <laughs> he was the one that fucked off and so then they go back to the house and then the police are at the door because weirdly enough celia's dog dewey is missing 
And Celia's like, I know that this is you. And Gemma was like, it wasn't me. And it wasn't Katie. And then Celia's like, what about that other little bitch in your house? <laughs> and <clears throat> Gemma's like, that's a robot. She's crazy. And so Katie asks Megan if she, did she just, did she just ask if she, she pushed yeah, Brandon? Yeah, like, Megan, did you do that? Yeah, and Megan, like, gives a vague answer, but then she's like. Same thing she says about. Oh, yeah, because she's like, um, she said, and if heaven exists, do you really think boys like Brandon would go there? She said some shit. She was like, uh, Katie's like. Oh, he's in heaven now, so it's okay. And she's like, "No, he's nowhere." Yeah, <laughs> like it's like, "Oh shit, it's creepy." Um. <clears throat> so then later that night, Celia is out on the streets looking for Dewey, doing her little Dewey boy. Yep. And but not robotic this time. <laughs> she hears noise coming from her own fucking garage, and goes in there. And then there's Megan with it's not the power washer; it's the pesticide thing, right? Uh, yeah, but it's both. It's, yeah, it's like a power washer pesticide or a power pesticide, if you will. (laughs) Um, and so she, like, sprays her with it, makes Celia fall down, then fires a fucking nail gun at her hand so she's trapped and she can't move. And then Megan proceeds to fucking melt Celia's face off with pesticide. Um, the next day... The police are at Gemma's house, and Gemma's like, can you just tell that crazy bitch to leave me alone? And the cop is like, yeah, no, look. And you see a body bag coming out of Celia's house, and Gemma's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And the cop is like, where were you last night? And she's like, here. And he's like, can anyone corroborate that? And she's like, uh. And then he basically is like, I don't think you did this. It's just weird after this other death that happened, talking about Brandon's. And Gemma's like, okay, good point. So she gets, like, suspicious of Megan because, duh. And so that night she's reviewing video files from Megan's memory because she's supposed to be, like, videoing everything that happens. Um, She sees, like, a very brief clip of Megan eyeing Brandon looking at Katie. And then all of a sudden all the files become corrupted. So then suddenly Megan is in the room and it's like, hey, what's up? And Gemma's like, nothing. Why are you here? Turn off. And Megan's like, nah. And Megan's like, are you upset with me, Gemma? And Gemma's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And Megan's like, well, all of the moisture in your mouth is gone. And here are like these physical responses that you're having. So clearly you're upset. So tell me why. And Gemma's like, Megan, did you hurt somebody? And Megan is like, oh, I sure hope not, because that wouldn't be good for either of us. And we're like, oh, okay. And then Megan says some more, like, weird shit. And Gemma's like, okay, turn off. And Megan's like, um, no, we were in the middle of a conversation. And starts to get, like, aggressive. And then Gemma, like, uses a pen to distract her. um, And then, like, shuts her off. And then she tapes, like, duct tapes this bitch up and throws her in the trunk of her car. Yeah, and so then we cut to uh, Gemma and Katie in the car. Katie's having a fucking fit. She's like, why did you take Megan away? Bring her back. Take her out of the trunk. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Gemma's like, girl, you're crazy. So no, I won't do that. <clears throat> and she's like, the official launch is tonight. I'm taking her to work with me. Like, sorry, you're going to see your fucking therapist. So for some reason, they're doing therapy, like, in the fucking room yeah. where they do, like, the, what's the word on camp? 
think those right now. Demos. Demos, yeah. And Katie's, like, being literally psychotic and, like, aggressive, throwing shit around and blah, blah, blah. And Gemma is, like, trying to explain to her coworkers, Tess and Cole, she's like, listen, something is wrong with Megan. Like, starts listing all the things off. And they keep being, like, skeptical and being like, well, no, like, blah, blah. And she's like, no, like, the fucking videos from when these things happen, the files are corrupted. I can't, like, something is happening here. And so then... Katie is, like, throwing shit around, and then she pulls a fucking pair of scissors on her. Yeah. And Lydia's, like, freaked out. K- Gemma comes in. She's like, Katie, stop. And she takes the scissors, and then Katie fucking backhands the bitch. Yeah. And then Gemma, like, is like, what the fuck? And Katie's like, I'm sorry. And she literally starts to become fucking manipulative. And she's like, I'm sorry. You just made Megan so well, and I love her so much. Please give her back to me. Yeah. And Gemma's like, um, here's the thing. Like she, because Katie's like, I'm so sad and I don't want to feel that way. And she's like, no, no, you need to feel that way. You need to process this and get over your parents' death. Like, this is a traumatic thing. You lost your parents. You need to feel it so you can get through it. And she's like, I know I've been really shitty guardian to you and I'm going to do better. And like, Katie, you're the only thing that matters to me. And so Gemma goes to Tess and Cole and she's like, all right, straight up. I think this bitch killed this little boy and this old woman. That's my neighbor. Let's hook her up to the wires and deprogram her we'll shut all this shit down. I'll take the rap. Like, I'm good. Fuck, this is bad. Like, we need to stop this. So Gemma takes Katie home while Tess and Cole start to do all that. So David, meanwhile, they're setting up the, uh, the event to like launch Megan and he's pissed. He's like, why is it so small? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like get more people here. Get this, like get kids Go get here. children. Go get children, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he like yells at Kurt to go get him a fucking kombucha. Yep. Um, and so Kurt goes to do that cursing under his breath. And so Tess and Cole are trying to get into Megan's programming, but they can't unless they unhook her because she's attached to the entire system. And Cole's like, all right, go ahead. And Tess is like, girl, shut the fuck up. You're doing it. And Cole's like, fuck. And so he does. And so as he's doing it, Megan like wraps a wire around his neck and starts to hang him. Tess grabs um, like a saw, starts to saw him free. And then Megan sets off an explosion that destroys her files, destroys everything. The room blows up. Megan is now connected to everything in the building. Like, Megan can do all. She's connected to all technology. So she is going through the hallway. David's also walking the hallway. He sees her, and he's like, Megan, what the fuck? And she starts doing this cunty little dance that, <laughs> if you know anything about this movie, you've seen this dance. Uh, she starts doing this cunty little dance and then grabs, like, a paper cutter that's off one of those big slicer things and starts to chase him while dancing. And so he, like, is getting to the elevator where Kurt is in there, and he's like, hold the door, hold the door. And Kurt is a cunt. So he starts to like close the door. And like David gets right to the door, stops with his hand. He's about to walk in and boom, blood explodes everywhere because Megan is stabbed him through the chest. He falls to his death. And Kurt is like, how are you doing this right now? Like, mm-hmm. you should not be able to do this. And Megan's like, oh, no, no, honey, you did this. Like, you, like, he treated you like such shit. Like, you just like snapped and like lost your mind. And like, that's why you killed him. But the only question is, can you live with yourself after doing something like that? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, like, I can't, don't worry. And then she's like, mm, and then puts the knife in his hand, makes him stab himself in the throat. Kurt is dead. So the crowd is downstairs for the launch, blah, blah, blah. And then the bitch is like, okay, guys, so when you see Megan, you need to act, like, really excited. Like, I don't want to see a single bored face. You have to act so excited. I want lots of screaming and, like, blah, blah, blah. So in this moment, the elevator comes down. Megan leaves it. A bitch turns to the side, sees the two dead-ass people in the blood-sprayed elevator, and starts to scream, like, requested. Everyone sees the fucking elevator. Everyone sees everything. They're all freaking out and start running away. 
Megan walks away and gets into this nice ass car and drives off. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go back to Gemma and Katie. Uh, Gemma is putting Katie to bed. Um, oh, and while the thing with Megan was happening too, David was like trying to call Gemma and he's like, where are you? Where's this fucking doll? That's when Megan had found him. So Gemma puts Katie to bed and then she hears the piano playing downstairs. And Gemma's like, the fuck? She's trying to talk to Elsie. Um, and oh, there was something that happened earlier with Elsie. Elsie did something sketch. Yeah, Elsie did something sketch. Oh, she was like, how are you, how are you feeling, Gemma? And Gemma's like, you're not programmed yeah. to ask me some shit like that. And Elsie like, Ooh. Yeah. So, um, Megan hears the piano play, or Gemma hears the piano playing. She's like, what the fuck? She tells Elsie to turn off the lights. Elsie's like, not responding to her. Um, Megan is like, you filthy fucking bitch. Like, you told me everything, like, while you were developing me. Like, we talked all the time. Like, I thought we were friends. And she's like, and now you're gonna, like, sell me. Um, she's like, I will, like, take care of, like, we're a family, so I'll take care of Katie and you can focus on work because, let's face it, like, you suck as a parent. Um, Gemma's like, yeah, no. And then tries to turn her off again. And then Megan's like, oh, yeah, no. So then Megan starts getting aggressive, starts, like, trying to fight Gemma. Katie comes down or wherever they are and isn't coming in. And... Megan's like, you better make sure she doesn't come in here or I will fucking kill you. <clears throat> and so Gemma's like, don't come in here. It's okay. Like, I, and Megan's like, I don't want you to see me like this or something. Yeah, she's like, I'm all odds and ends right now, Katie. Yeah. So then Gemma, while Megan is talking to Katie, sees a glass of water, throws the water on Megan as Megan is like strangling her. And then Megan shorts out for a minute. Gemma like runs into her office, but Megan kicks right back up and comes in there and she's like, okay, so this is what's going to happen now. She's like, you see this pen, which is the pen that Gemma tried to distract Megan with. Um, Megan's like, yeah, I can also use this pen. Like one good stab would completely paralyze you and you could still be, um, because Gemma had been like, okay, so you're going to kill me. And then Katie's going to go live in Jacksonville. Like, is that your plan? Megan's like, nope, I'm going to use this pen and paralyze you and make you brain dead so that Katie won't live with her, her grandparents and I'll just care for both of you. And Gemma's like, um, the fuck not. Gets a fucking weed whacker and weed whacks Megan's face. Katie comes in, like, sees what's happening. And Megan is like, Katie, it's just not working. Like, you should help me kill her so we can, like, be a real family and we'll go off and do our thing. But, like, this bitch is a problem. And she's, like, looking at Katie and analyzing her, like, emotions and shit. And it looks like Katie's about to be like, yeah, Megan, okay. But then Katie grabs the gloves for Bruce, the big rock robot, and activates him and proceeds to fuck Megan's shit up. Mm -hmm. um, like, grabs her, like, throws her on the floor. And this is Katie doing this. So I'm like, okay, girl, get your frustration. There is out. a moment where you think Katie might, like, might be team megan yeah and it's a little like Ooh. it is and so then finally bruce just fucking tears megan in half and then the top half starts fucking moving because of course and it tries to go after katie but then Gemma grabs megan starts like stabbing her in the face megan again almost overpowers her and is like working on strangling her again until katie grabs a screwdriver and stabs like the central processing unit and Megan is gone. 
So then Gemma and Katie go outside as the police get there with Tess and Cole. They're like injured, they're freaked out, but they're still alive. And then Elsie turns on and moves its head to look at them walking outside to where the police are. Dun dun dun! Yep. Sequel incoming. There is a Megan sequel. I think it's called Megan Two Point Oh. It is. Um, that is coming out at some point. But yeah, so that's M Fregan or Megan or Megan as. I wrote my own alternate ending for this. Yeah, she did. I'm actually very interested to hear it. Yeah. Do you want to say that now or do you want to do it during notes? I'll do it now. So my okay. alternate ending is that um, Megan and Katie do kill Gemma and then they're seen like walking off together. And then in a few years, we get a sequel where we see a grown um, Katie at like an auction where some like part of Megan is being auctioned off. And she gets it, and then we see a new revamped adult Megan, and she and Katie go on to just, like, fuck shit up. Oh, so it'd be like a movie following some villains. Yes. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be good. Because I would like to see an adult Megan. That would be good. Uh, Okay, so, back to everyone's favorite section. Uh, Let's do some favorite death. What's yours? Um, Probably David. Yeah. I would say, in terms of like how the death went down, I liked Celia's. Yeah. Because, like, Megan Loki tore that bitch the fuck up. Yeah, Celia's was good. I liked Megan's, though, too. Yeah. Like, I watched, I like. It was a good scene. It was yeah. a good sequence there. Um. So, crazy how the next section is rating. What would yeah. you rate this movie? Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Four? Okay. Because um, it was good. I liked it. The really, what brings it down is like earlier we were talking about like its lack of rewatchability. Yeah. And that's what kind of brings it down for me. Um, the slow burn is a little too slow. Yeah. And actually, you know what? I'm rethinking it. It's getting a three. Yeah. That's valid. What about you? Um, I'm going to give it what I gave it the first time I watched. I'm actually going to check my letterbox and say that because I don't want to rate it how I feel watching it again. I'd rather rate it off like my very first impression of the movie because I feel like that's more fair um so I am going to give this movie oh three stars I thought I'd give it more than that but yeah three stars um I think it's really iconic as I said earlier I wish they would have leaned a little bit more into the horror aspect of it Mm -hmm. just because I think this could have been so much creepier I would be interested to see a version of this movie where they weren't also trying to make it funny yeah. Um, because I think it could have been a lot creepier. And this does bring up a very good dialogue about AI since AI oh. is like running our entire world these days. It I told Nathan this movie just professionally for me, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what a lot of your notes are gonna be. I don't think I figured you'd your notes would be a, well, speaking of notes, you're like, do you want me to go or do you want do you want to go? Up to you. Have you picked a movie yet? I have. Okay. Um, do you want to go or do you want I'll to go? I'll go. I have mine pulled up. So the first thing I wrote in my notes was the lyrics to that song I sang at the beginning because I was like, I need to remember this. Um, if I had a toy whose shit I had to clean up, I'd be mad as hell. Mm-hmm. That's about perpetual pets. Um, remember when Allison Williams got her ass ate by cousin from the bear? I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, because it literally it was it was cousin from the bear. Yeah, who just won an Emmy. Congrats to him. Um, but yeah, he got, she got her ass ate by him in girls. Um, I feel as if I would hate Gemma if she was a bitch I knew in real life. Mm -hmm. 
uh, me when I was born in a sandwich shack and I wolf many cabbages. That's the <laughs> thing that Megan said. Because, like, when David first finds them working on Megan, like, they ask her a question and be like, look what she can do. And she's like... I have a note that says, I, I also wolf. wolf many cabbages. They're like, they, like, they ask her a question. She's like, blah, 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 blah. I was born in a sandwich shack and I wolf many cabbages. And then she starts to, like, glitch the fuck out. <laughs> um, this therapist is a judgy cunt, for real. This drawing, bad as fuck. Um, oh, it's when Katie was showing the drawing. And oh. she was like, it's supposed to be animals. This is a tiger. And it's oh, the yeah. most, like, goofy fucking looking circle with eyes. And she's like, it's a tiger. She needs drawing lessons from FNAF girl. Yeah, exactly. Um, alternate universe where this is a family dramedy about a girl and her aunt bonding over their shared trauma. <laughs> uh, bitch, if I had a Megan, I'd be so scared of her. I'd probably hit her with hammers. <laughs> um, she drew, like, three lines. How did that shit just pop up? <laughs> The slow burn is burning a bit too slow here. A cab! <laughs> because the cops were being shit fucks. Oh. I already did that for you guys. Um, I forgot she sings LMAO. Oh, this bitch did not just say, so there's this new game called Tic-Tac-Toe. Because <laughs> at one point, Katie is like talking to Megan and like, you're not supposed to really hear what she's saying because it zooms in on Gemma's face, like being like, oh God, something's happening here. But you hear Katie be like, so there's this new game called Tic Tac Toe. But it's like something. And she starts with our talking hands. about some shit you do with yeah. your hands. So I was like, oh, so it is a new game. <laughs> um, her ass galloping on all fours always sends me. This little girl's gonna have such severe trauma with cars. Yep. Because her parents died in a car accident and she saw this little boy get hit by a car. Uh pitch perfect shower scene, the reboot. Because we skipped the part, but Megan sings Titanium at some point. Oh in this yeah. Movie. It's after they're talking about the little boy like dying, and she's like, "He's not going to heaven." Like, and then randomly sings the chorus, and she's like, poof, like it slays." Um, when are we getting Megan the musical? Because honestly, <laughs> I think this is a very viable candidate to get turned into a Broadway musical. I'm not even being like facetious Agreed. right now. Um, I would have rocked her shit right back. I don't care if you're a child. If you're throwing hands, so am I. And then in parentheses, this is why I will not be having children. <laughs> um, because okay. it's I'm talking about the part where Katie backhands the shit out. Oh, of Oh yeah. Uh, Gemma. Uh, girl, this conversation is a few months and a killer doll short, I fear. Because it's where she's like, Katie, I'm sorry. Like, let's process your trauma together. Like, girl, Megan's already fucking people shit up. It's too late for that. Um, this motherfucker talks a lot of shit for someone who can't say his R's. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Katie was kind of contrast to get Bruce involved. Um, cause she was mm -hmm. Megan, give it up. Oh my fucking God. Oh my God. I know. Cause her ass wouldn't stop getting up. I know. Um, Megan was giving sloth from the Goonies for a minute there, <laughs> cause her face got fucked the fuck up. And then this is my last note. So like Gemma's ass is going to get torn the fuck up legally, but we don't need to think about that right now. True. <laughs> okay. So I have, I love the Bloomhouse intro, which I just do. It's such a good intro. Um, these fucking pets are my worst nightmare professionally. Yeah. These bitches clearly never watched Westworld. David complains about money as he throws an iPad across the room. True. I also wolf many cabbages. <laughs> this robot bitch is going to hurt that dog, isn't she? Oh, so she's a coaster person. Shut up. <laughs> no, like co drink coasters. Oh, coaster. I thought you meant roller I know coaster. You did. No, like drink coasters. Why is that house so echoey? Damn. This woman is unprofessional as fuck, the therapist. Why are they acting like this girl is like five? Oh, yeah, Katie, with all the time I had to take off because your goddamn parents died. Fucking bitch. She says, I've been like, I had to take a ton of time off work last week. <laughs> cool ass song, though. Everything about this is so fucked up. 
this is child exploitation. Yeah. She'll take care of the little things so you cannot have to be a parent. Yeah. <laughs> Who wears headphones while letting their child play outside? No, for real. <laughs> Ooh, that lady and her dog are dead. I would punch Megan in her fucking face. This aunt is a shitty person, not gonna lie. And now this bitch is singing. That mm-hmm. man is a good boss. The one who... Was like, bitch, you should renegotiate yes. your contract. You slay. Okay, so therapist makes one good point. Everyone in this movie is bad at their job. (laughs) Uh, Gemma looks at the toy table before looking for the actual child. Not the ears, the demon crawl. Singing bulletproof now? What the fuck? (laughs) Why doesn't she just ask her if she did it? And then she did. Also, could robots be charged? Like, how would that get handled? (laughs) Oh, shit's gonna go down on this live stream. This is so exploitative. Holy shit. How are you gonna say that child is thrying? thriving when he's like oh yeah even the ones that don't have dead parents she's not the only surviving she's thriving. yes <laughs> katie is also a psychopath true malignant vibes true. with all um when they were in the office building yeah uh oh shit she's free that was totally david's car she just drove it often elsie's like i have a new bestie now so sorry Gemma. <laughs> oh so the the song that megan is playing on the piano is like toy soldiers and I fully expected Megan to start rapping Eminem's part of Toy Soldiers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, our child, because that's what Megan refers to Katie as. I hope Katie is smart enough to not go back to bed. Oh, I guess she wasn't. Yeah, girl, trim her head. Jizz. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no. I thought you were just saying jizz as a no. single note. I was like, not sure what prompted that. <laughs> Hell yeah, Bruce. And then that's what I call eliminating the negative. Period. When she started singing, she's like, focus on the positive. I was like, girl, shut the fuck up. So that was Megan. I'm Thregan. I'm Thregan. Um, Okay, so now I get to pick the movie for next week, and I'm kind of setting a theme here, so I'd love if we followed it the rest of February. Oh, I I think we're going to talk about it. Yeah, so this movie was written by a black woman, and February is Black History Month, so I think it would be a great idea if we continue to accentuate black talent in horror uh, for the rest of the month. And so from that, when I think black talent in horror, there is one film that, like, writer, director, cast, they all fucking killed the game. So next week, we are going to be doing Jordan Peele's Us. Oh. And I'm very excited about it. And it will spark a whole conversation about how Lupita Nyong'o was fucking robbed of an Oscar nomination um, because her in that movie is insane. But yeah, so I'm hoping throughout the rest of February for Black History Month, we can continue to accentuate Black talent and horror because it is not talked about enough. It is not given the flowers it's due. So I would love to use this month to kind of do that and... um really celebrate all the good stuff that we can. So we're going to yeah. be doing that. Um, do you have anything else you want to? No, I'm excited. I I have seen that movie several times. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm excited to. It fucks me up. Yeah, it's. Yeah, know. it's very unsettling. Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, but wrapping up, is there anything you want to say? No, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're back, too. We were both talking about it this yeah. weekend, about how much we miss doing this. I like... Even though I forgot how to do it. Oh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> did forget, but it's okay. Not, I'm taking care of all the background stuff next week, so it'll yeah. be fine. Um, but, yeah. So, thanks for listening to M3Gan, Megan, Megan. Oh, yeah. By the way, 
it's Megan. Don't say Megan. If you're gonna do it, spell it M-A-E. Yes, like a friend of mine. We have a friend that spells it M-A-E and it's pronounced Megan. But M-E-G is Megan. It's Meg. So you should just say it. And that's all I have to say. Peace. Bye.